0: Welcome to Tough Love Podcast with me, Mairead Lachman, matchmaker, dating specialist and the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking.
1: And me, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and relationship
0: specialist. Stephanie, How are you? I'm good. 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 We're on um, part four of our divorce separation, you know, breaking up in a healthy way. Um, And we, you know, the amount of feedback we've gotten over the last couple of weeks has been insane. The amount of people out there that it is a thought at the forefront of their mind. They don't know perhaps how to fix their relationship. They don't know how to hold the conversation of potentially breaking up. If it doesn't, you know, or maybe even the consequences of these situations or these um, topics not being fixed within their relationship. Yeah. Um. What are you finding?
1: I suppose. Well, I, I have really been interested in the feedback from people. Um, I, I mean, I'm very aware because of the work and the side that mm-hmm. I'm in that there are so many people who struggle navigating separations who struggle both before they go, while they try not to go, mm-hmm. and after they leave. And and then I, I deal with, I suppose, both sides of it. Yes. I'm also very aware that in Ireland we have thousands and thousands of people who are navigating this every day. We know there was an increase after the pandemic. And I suppose it's a kind of a, It's a very silent private suffering because people don't like to tell others too much about it. They're kind of protecting the relationship. They're wondering if they'll work it out and so they don't want to. So there's a big silent space there and I suppose it's into that space we're talking a little bit that the time when you're struggling on your own, trying to wonder which way to go how to deal with it. We've gone through all of the the tough conversations, the trying to fix it um, and having the healthy separation last week and breakup, not going nuclear, trying to deal with your partner with some empathy, with some kindness with some understanding, because perhaps you're going to be parents forever. Now, if it's not a parent situation, of course, you have a cleaner break and it's a it's a more simplistic break. And this week, I think it's really about we're, to, we're heading towards talking about the whole aftermath, the complexity of the aftermath and all of the people that are involved in your breakup.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important we cover it. Actually, one of the last things you said on the podcast last week is sometimes people just leave a relationship because they're deeply unhappy. Mm. um. And unfortunately, sometimes people stay in that relationship because they're deeply unhappy as well. So if you are deeply unhappy within your relationship, because just, you know, even if you want to discuss it with us, we have one to one consultations. Uh, if you want to book a session with us, it's toughlove.ie. We've had numerous people booking in this week, Stephanie, talking to us yeah. about um. You know, just being stuck in their situation, not yes. knowing how to have the conversation with their partner, and you know they have said perhaps the situation is not bad enough enough to go to a therapist, but they do want to discuss it with someone. So just know that the option is there if anybody would like to speak with us.
1: It's so like, it's like slightly like a relationship confessional, if one can use the um the religious term. But in many ways, people I think are getting some of that from it. It's like not confessional to 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 look for any kind of forgiveness, but a space where you can kind of speak it and it's in the speaking it out that it becomes clearer for people what they're really dealing with.
0: Um, One thing that has come about and my feeling this week is if you have told your partner how unhappy you are and what specifically what it is that they are doing or not doing that makes you so unhappy. um, I think it's really important that people realize that uh, that is not just Their personality, that is actually a behavior. That is actually part of who they are. And if they, by not doing anything and not fixing it, that is a choice in itself. So I just want people to know that sometimes people's behavior is just very bad behavior. Sometimes people just make no effort. So just knowing that, um, Mm. I think is important. We often say,
1: Mairead, you know, like silence and inaction is a response. And I think that's what, you know, what you're saying. And
0: sometimes it can be
1: the loudest response. Yeah. And sometimes you have to let that sit. Yes. You know, Absolutely. not jump into it with the with with the. I, I think that's often where people you you'll notice it in, in couples. They, they they do a lot of arguing for a long time, and then there comes a point where the arguments stop because yes. they keep returning to the same point. And then there's another phase where really there is the silence, and the person then has to look at their behaviour. So that's what when when you stop fighting back on it, you're into a whole different phase, and it, it is a close to the door stage, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. where people are slightly giving up on the being heard and being listened to. So, um, I, you know, we it's were been going key. to talk yep. about the aftermath. Um, yes. uh, there's a whole host of people who are, I think, a host of people and situations that I think are really worthy of discussion here. And I'm yes. just going to enumerate them first and then we'll go back to them. Perfect. Yes. We're, we're obviously going to talk about the children and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about new partners and introducing new partners then I think we should talk about um, the families of the adults, the siblings, i.e. aunts and uncles, sisters and brothers, grandparents, yes. and then how all the big events get dealt with. And what you expect from people if you are, and what's reasonable to expect from people Absolutely. if you are the separating partner or, you know, the one who's breaking Yeah.
0: I also want to cover as well um, what you can do for yourself post-breakup because I think it's really important to have a bit of self-love and a bit of clarity. So we'll cover that as well. Um, so, okay. yes, Stephanie, do you want to go ahead with the people? You know, they exactly cover everything around the aftermath of breakup.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, let's start with the most obvious thing, is which is children. Yes. What I find is people people struggle greatly in separations because they feel they're giving their children an imperfect model they're afraid that they're going to damage them they're afraid that that they're they're going to grow up to be children who don't understand love who don't don't know how to build a solid family so people's concerns about children are in some ways very ill founded because Mm -hmm. there's an enormous amount of research out there around children and how they manage after divorce and separations. And I'm just going to encapsulate it here. A whole myriad of research that points to two things. Children need consistency, children need to know what they can expect, and they need to see parents who do not fight and have high levels of conflict.
0: Yeah, or passive-aggressive comments as well.
1: Yep, your children will thrive in those environments, whether you are divorced or separated or all together in a family. Children need that that consistency, knowing what's happening tomorrow and that their parents are not tearing at each other. And we all, so in many ways, children will adjust absolutely fine as long as you can establish those conditions. Okay. There was some erroneous kind of, research projects years ago which showed that adolescent boys were inclined to um you know bad behaviors following divorce that is still slightly true that boys suffer a little more in the adjustment phase but again these three particular principles override everything okay so i really encourage people keep that in view whether you, and, and remember, it's better for children to be out of a conflicting situation yep. where parents are warring and into a situation of divorce than it is to be staying in that environment and witnessing that.
0: Okay, so you're saying, okay, so the couple break up, right? And the aftermath is try and get a very clear and well-communicated um, arrangement for um Well, it's not custody. For school, for pick perfect for for hobbies, da, da, da. Yes, I I believe in the courts at the moment they are really saying that 50-50, if at all possible, is the best for children. What would your opinion on that be, yes?
1: 100%. Children love both their parents, unless there's abuse and, you know, the extremes in the situation. But in the normal run, good men in a good marriage with a good woman and it comes apart for all sorts of reasons. Maybe somebody yep. makes a mistake. Da, da, da. We do not have to damn the person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yes. people want to damn one person. Yeah. Children want to love both parents. Whatever is between you is not, it shouldn't be for them. Okay. And 50-50 is of course good because the, mm-hmm. the two, now, now it's also very well shown that children will do absolutely fine with one. So in that single household, they will do fine. Yes. But, but the ideal, in the is to help your children the less they have to adjust to the more consistency they have the love of both parents the time with both parents we all know that fathers are the ones who spend less time because by by just, I suppose, the structure of life, yes, you know, in the very sort of, I know things are changing, but they're not changing that quickly. Well, if we
0: even look at how much maternity leave versus parental leave yes. you get, uh, it's just a society set up that way. Exactly. And you know, I know, Mairead, I've always said this, I deal with both sides of the
1: shtick, if you like, all the time. And yeah, I, know. I know the best of men who struggle to be good fathers outside of separations, and they don't get an opportunity to do it they are pushed out shoved out blamed out people are happy to blame them for the end of a separation or end of a, of a marriage end of a, a end of an arrangement and they punish them and children are used it's appalling i hate it and that's yep. why i say 50-50 in every way that's what works that should be the objective and in many ways that should be the absolute law
0: Absolutely, yeah. Well, it is the law. Thank goodness. If well, yes. it's for married fathers, but for fathers that are not married, um, there is actually a great service out there. Um, oh, it's the Irish word for fathers. So if you're looking up that charity or if you want more information on it, because if you are an unmarried father, um, have a look at that. Yes, um, and there
1: are supports. Yes. Um, the the other thing is, I mean, and you have to mention it here. We really have to mention it is the whole thing of parental alienation, which is that is, um, you know, where one parent. S- Consciously or unconsciously, biases the children against the the the, the other parent, where then they, they try to yeah. estrange them, and it's a considered yeah. parental alienation. It's 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 it's, it's um, legally enshrined in the U.S. It's not fully, as I understand it, legally enshrined here. Mm-hmm. I'm not a legal person, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And um, but it is so in the states. If one parent who is divorced alienates the other parent or is judged to have been, then the child is taken from the custodial parent and given to the parent that they have been putting down and biasing the child against. Because every person in the world knows you can bias a child's mind. You can say things, manipulation. Yeah. And it may not be always intended, but sometimes it is intended. And that is a huge issue that and men suffer mostly in that regard.
0: Stephanie, I suppose, OK, what I'm hearing is, OK, like I've also been through breakups throughout my life, as most people that's listening to this has. I know it's a very emotional time. I know that you've lo- lost a lot of control, especially if someone has broken up with you. There is a lot of uncertainty out there. One of the scariest times or the scariest times in anybody's life is when there's uncertainty, just as you finish college and you're like trying to figure out what sort of career you're going to go into just after a breakup. And you're not sure if you're going to have the family home or what's going to happen from there. Okay, Mm. what we're really saying is, okay, try if at all possible to separate the emotion of your breakup with what is the right thing to do for the children and that's the most important like realistically that conversation should be had with both parents and the children to show a united front and that things are going to be consistent and everything and then also like removing the emotion as well from the legal side of the house the everything like that i, I you know i think it's very important that you see it in black and white as much yes. as you can one thing we did mention last week is if you are having problems you know, that if you've lost control of yourself by the fact of this breakup, because for a lot of people, perhaps this is their first breakup. Perhaps they've been with somebody 15 years or 40 years or whatever since they were were teenagers or something so we understand it is a difficult time you know but believe me there are you know days ahead some of the best days of your life are yet to happen I think remembering that is very important but trying to nearly see the business end of this breakup as well now if you need the time to heal emotionally before this you still need to and excuse my French get your shit together to make sure that the kids are aligned in the very best way that they can because if you're not coping, well, you definitely shouldn't be looking after the kids at the moment. You know, you should yeah. be taking the time out and then you definitely need more support yeah. from the other parent to co-parent.
1: So, and and what you're saying there, which, you know, while we're spending a long time with the children for a moment, but I think it's it's understandable. It is that in the aftermath, if you haven't recovered, if yeah. you haven't situated yourself into a healthy mindset and i know it's difficult i mean of course this is it's terribly hard to yes. uncling yourself from a situation where you have been where this has been your daily life you know yes. and so there's going to be anger there's going to be grief all of those things but you have to get your act together and yes. you have to come to a point where you're not going to blame the world for everything that happens to you and yes maybe maybe your your husband or partner maybe he does have some fault, maybe, maybe so, but you have to accept it and you have to move to a point where you accept that life is changing and are you going to spend your life looking backwards or forwards? Yeah. And your children are the ones who will suffer.
0: So that's where your mental health really comes into play, and the, the sooner you, you kind of balance. have that little conversation with yourself, the sooner things will start to feel a little bit better as well and actually that's one of the things I'm really going to talk about later is coping um with a breakup as well, just for your own sake yes, to be able to manage it what what's next then stephanie? okay, so we were talking there about about um the children, and sorry, can I just, just add there? can I just add there sorry yes um there's also a school run program as well for children of um of uh, for of parents when they've lost somebody close to them okay and also in the result of separation or divorce so there's a in in schools there is a thing called rainbows rainbow yeah absolutely and i think it's really important that if your child has such suffered any loss whether it's uh you know it through death or whether it's through separation or divorce um i think it'd be no harm for them and again if your children are just suffering at all with even anxiety or stress or anything Tell like that. Teacher. Tell their teacher and try and get them into this programme. And I think it's no harm as well, just to to put that in there. I think overall, as much as possible, okay, trying to remove your emotion from your own breakup, okay, and actually t- taking the kids as a whole separate entity that needs to be managed in a healthy way and in for their best interest not to manipulate or to And as you say, get to the business own. end. Yes, get to the business end of it. And unfortunately,
1: May, may I say, get to the business end. Is another point. You, you referred me um, to um, that podcast recently and we'll mention it again yes. at the end.
0: Is it uh, the Laura Dowling? Laura Dowling podcast. And she has um, a, a legal expert on Hillary O'Connor. And actually, if anybody yes. is going through a divorce separation, it's just... That's a good one. So black and white and so easily um interpreted, so it is yes. of uh, what the legal aspect is. So definitely give it a like listen. Give That's it a Laura listen. Dowling. Yeah, Laura yeah, Dowling. I thought it was excellent.
1: I had a listen. And what I what I took from it and what I'd like to one thing I'd I'd like to just mention here, um, because you know, like many people, I've I've also experienced separation and been at the end of things. And um I thought what was really interesting was you people go into the legality, the the legal world and they think They're going to have a day in court and they're going to shame him, shame her, name, name the heart. They're going to sort of purge all of this. Do you know what? Nobody's interested. Judges aren't interested. Barristers aren't interested and solicitors aren't interested. And that was something I thought she made very clear. And the other thing was, she said that single thing that will save you is make as many decisions as you can together. Yes. Because if you don't, somebody's going to make them
0: for you. So,
1: remember that when you're fighting and remember that when you're, you know, slinging mud Mm -hmm. at each other.
0: Because it's only ye that knew your relationship. It's only ye that knows what works for your family, i.e. your your logistics, your external family, everything like that, and yourselves. Yes. And your family now is a new shape and you can
1: can control it in a positive Mm way. Yes, it's changed. You have to move from the blame to acceptance. Try and get that out of it. And the children will benefit. So, having talked about the children, they other people I'd like to I think it's natural to go forward to mm-hmm. when cuz there's often a new partner yes right let's be honest yes. there's often a new partner in the wings behind the wings or very soon or very soon on the horizon yes and um, when should you introduce a new partner to
0: children yes okay
1: and there's a few things out there now, you know when you when you look into the research the people will say 6 months 9 months i think I think it's
0: very individual. But well, first of all, can I just ask you, how soon is too soon to have a new partner?
1: Well, I think you see, I think it's interesting. People often have partners as they leave. Yes, we have to accept that. Yes, And it's often often people have left virtually in their emotions. We've talked a lot about this. So yes. so you could have somebody that is two years thinking about leaving. Mm-hmm. Five years thinking about leaving. And so it's very possible that they have entered some liaison before that. And um or, or, or that they are ready to. That's the yeah. other thing I find that they are completely ready to, and then suddenly they meet someone and boom, they're gone mm-hmm. because they're entirely ready for this new relationship. So so I don't I'm not inclined to think that people people, there's a timeline that's just right. It's quite individual. If you've already been planning to leave and you've already let go and you've been going through all sorts of efforts to make this relationship work, la la la, and then you meet somebody, that may be the exact right time. It could be in two weeks. It Mm -hmm. could be in two months, 10 months, two years. Uh, It actually depends on where in in the sort of grieving adjustment stage the person is. I think for the person who is left, because there is a... Passivity to yeah. that. The person who is left, I do always think they have a longer. They need a longer time afterwards because yes. they haven't tended to be able to do the adjustment. So it's all about adjustment: how the children adjust, how they, how they, how we each adjust as people, the, the, yes. the parents, if you like, and the couple. And I think then, when a new partner comes, for the for the partner and for the couple, the new couple and the new life that will be there, yes, and the new 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 liaison. I think that it's really important, first of all, that it's a solid one.
0: Yes, that, well, that's definite. Children, yeah. yeah, don't be introducing people to, or to kids right. that are not looking like it's going to be a long term yes. relationship. Yes.
1: So I think when we talk about new partners, I think the most important thing is that children are not introduced to a range of partners. Yes. So if we're talking, so the relationship has to, in timelines, it has to at least be proven to yourself that this is a serious future, possible future relationship or a forever relationship, if we use those terms, Mm -hmm. and that it's serious and the children aren't going to be faced with getting close to somebody and then having another set of losses in another year's time. So, and I think most people instinctively feel that that's part of why they don't like to introduce. But I've met lots of kids who are introduced to a string of partners. And uh, and very, very quickly, there is somebody in mum's bed. There's somebody in dad's bed. Not okay. It's not yeah. okay for kids, yes. um, certainly in their own house. Of course, people have, have relationships and, and liaisons. We understand that and they, and, they, and they should have, but you have to protect them from that. I think for a couple of months until they have adjusted to the divorce and until this relationship is established as something that's really going somewhere.
0: Yes, I think that's important as well. I definitely do. And Mm. I think then it needs to be done in a kind of gentle way as well. And how they're introduced for the first time and how it's communicated. I think all of those things are extremely important. I
1: often recommend that if you're bringing, uh, and of course, you know, I've had first-hand experience of all of this. Yes. uh, But... uh, uh, I was just reading a few nods on it today, kind of reminders. And the gentle way of doing it, of course, is to have a short meeting. People are often inclined to the big dinners and all that. I wouldn't be doing any of that. Yeah. I think a little, uh, you know, if you're bringing children together, bring them just for like an ice cream in a neutral place in a, in town or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, have a little bit of fun and leave it and maybe have, in other words, give, give each child a chance to... Or if it's the partner and new children, well, then equally, it's it's a it's a simple visit. It's not a around my table visit. Yes, uh, you know, because remember when you bring people into the home, you really, it's more confusing for children. Absolutely, they, they have more to deal with. Who's sitting in your chair? I usually sit there. Who's t- she turned on the telly? Why did she do that? You know, yes. helping at the oven. Why? You know, so this does not work here. And how it's does she know? Complex. It Yes. So keep it simple, simple. And and that, of course, is where new spaces come into play. Okay. If you have a new space, a neutral space for them to go to, it also helps. It helps everybody because this new partnership, mm-hmm. and let's face it, if the marriage is over, it's probably been a bad partnership or an yes, ended partnership for all sorts of reasons. So there's a love and dad or mom is mad about him, mad about her. And so what? what's really interesting is you have to kind of, you can't expect your children to love your partner this new person that you are utterly besotted with you cannot expect them to see them as gorgeous and fabulous yes. they're just somebody to them so i think i often caution new you know people bringing in a new yes. partner that they it's equivalent to bringing in a um you know a new child and putting them up on your lap and saying isn't she lovely no, they're not interested in her, right? Because yeah, I know, because, yeah, it's yeah, there is a displacement. Yes. going on, and and I think if you can be sensitive to that, you're protecting your own relationship mm-hmm. as life goes on, and you're yes. make, giving yourself the very best chance. Because, as I say, as a stepmother myself. I've had the the absolute like joy of being in touch with so many you know girls in my life that are you know were not my own girls and yeah and I think you know it's never easy but it is a relationship that can be quite special friendship loveliness mm-hmm. and it doesn't in any way supplant yeah. or 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 um downgrade the mother's love and their love for their mother we have the way we have more room for people in our lives you know it's like when you have one child if you have a mm-hmm. second child it's not like you love the
0: first one less you just have more room in your Different. heart Yes. more relationships and that's what it is i think it's also important if you're someone that is starting to date somebody that has kids because yes. i don't always deal with the dating end of things as you know but if you are exactly. like starting to date someone that has children that you're actually conscious about the fact okay well what is that going to look like you know that you're not being selfish you're not like the kids need to fit in around you or anything like that because there's place for everybody within that maybe new family that you're kind of coming up with together so I think that's really important like there's no point in you meeting kids of your partner unless you are actually put, potentially open to being their stepmother at some stage because the relationship is going further so if you're yes. not that or if your stepfather if your um you know mindset is not there then you yes. You have a responsibility to to vocalise that and not be meeting the children as well, and also as well treating the kids with respect and realising they are little children or whatever age group they are, or teenagers. So just being conscious of that as well, I think, is really important, Stephanie.
1: Really good, um, Mairead. and really good as you say from the dating perspective. I think yes, um, I think it it's also very it, it's very difficult. I think if if you're dating somebody and you're a single person. And you don't have children and you don't feel you don't know that draw, you know, you don't you know, perhaps yeah. it may be some people are very empathetic and they can understand it, but for others, they really don't understand it. And they see yeah. all the time given to the children, even though at one level they know it's right and they know it has to happen, but they can feel it as a rejection, feel it um They can feel envious of it and it can bring in all sorts of difficulties in the in the coupledom. And so you have to be you have to talk to yourself on that one. Um, Things take time. Children deserve time to adjust. And if you give it time, they do adjust.
0: And also just just realising as well. Yeah, and what also just realizing as well that very often those kids have either you know they could have maybe lost a parent. That might be why the person is now single. I know we're talking in the, the state right. of separation, divorce, but they may have lost a parent. They may have lost um you know been part of a separation, and divorce as well. So being very gentle with that child because they've had a loss. So oh, yeah. you know don't don't play around with that. You have a responsibility as an adult yourself.
1: So whether you're dating somebody. Who has children and is post separation, or whether you are the one? I think we've we've kind of covered the new partner situation yes. there. I think um, because people will be, they'll do a, There'll be a lot of talking on that. But any questions, we're happy to deal with them. You know, Absolutely. just send them to us, and we'll we'll add them in on on our next one. Um, I think then I, I find myself always very interested in the situation with siblings, being an auntie, uncle, sister, brother. Mm-hmm and grandparents. So maybe maybe we can maybe we can put that all together in many yes. ways in family how how the family of your ex gets dealt with. Yes. How her, how Julia. you deal with them. How you relate to them. Do you want them to be on your side? Do you want him to be punished? And vice versa, does the man want them? You know, mm-hmm. that's that's a dynamic that gets played out in a
0: terribly convoluted. So oh, many. Is it is it just Ireland or is that internationally? What is the story with that? I, I think it's fairly international. To be okay. honest
1: with you, I, I think we're a little worse in that we're still quite new to the divorce thing. Yes. And I think we're big on shame and blame, and yes. uh, we love we love somebody to be wrong, and um, and. And the problem in, in divorces and separations is often somebody has made mistakes or, mm-hmm. but but most often the reason is not infidelity. You know, that's not why people separate. As I say, that's not why yeah. people separate. They separate because they can't work out their problems and yeah. they can't change enough to fix their problems and um, and they become deeply unhappy. So that's why people separate. And so finding fault and flaw doesn't have a great purpose. And, no. uh, and I think that... What happens in the dynamic with family is that the extension of needing the person who isn't working it out and who isn't coming to terms with their separation, they in many ways project it further out and they want everybody to agree with them. And we all know that. we have all at the end of the stories. Yeah. Um, they don't want to say they don't want anything good. The empathy is all gone. It's all shame and blame for their ex. And they want their family, they want them to suffer and they want friends to be, against that person and they want family to be against that person. And so the rows begin. And so the tensions begin.
0: Can I just say one blanket statement here? Unless you are in the relationship, it is none of your business about somebody else's relationship. Now, in the case of coercive of control or abuse or something like that, to support the person, absolutely. But if you're yes. not in the relationship, it's none of your business. Don't be uh, somebody that comes, you know, that is part, is talking about other people's relationships behind their back. Yes. Please don't be blanking them or anything like that. Be a person of high value.
1: Yeah. The other thing is though, Mairead, people, you know, I agree with you. The less we know about what goes wrong, the better, because it's yes, easier. Absolutely. Like we're all human and we we are inclined, we're, we are coloured by what we hear. So the less you hear, the better. And, you know, if you even say to somebody separating, look, I don't want to take sides here. I love both of you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go anywhere because that no. person wants you to agree with them. on. I do, situation.
0: absolutely, yes. And
1: I've now, heard this it many times. Yes, so, yeah, yes. Isn't that the flaw? And isn't that yep. where we all get snarled? It's not yes. that we agree. We just don't want to hear it. We don't want to know. I know, but, but you don't need your... to
0: know. But you don't need to know. And even like if they're not willing to take it into consideration, like, you know, if they're not willing for you to say, look, I'm not going to take sides. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: Um. People I don't want to don't, hear that. That's it. Now, in saying that if it's your sister and she says to you, you know, and you say, I don't want to take sides, maybe say, look i'm here to support you as my sister okay so there's a nice way of saying that like i'm not going to take sides because there is a kind of a blood is thicker than water sort of thing so they need you to know look i'm here and i'm 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 here to support you so the way you maybe say that is better but i definitely don't think you should be part of and i don't think you should be getting involved like saying things about the partner i don't think you should be giving them dirty looks blanking them you know anything yeah. like that like just be a person of high value so,
1: so in a way so what you're saying there and I mean I think you touch, touch on it right you know of course there is a everybody has a close confidential ring mm-hmm. of people who are the ones they talk it all everything out with Yes, And that's fine. And you share. And if you and if you share with somebody, it doesn't mean they have to agree with you, but they can, you know, support you. And, yes. But don't be asking everyone to damn the other person. That's really yes. what I'm saying. And, yes. and then, I mean, I do think the blood is thicker than water it applies in the sense that you... You know, whoever the person is closest to, like I suppose we're sliding sliding towards how big events get get dealt with. You know, the person whose family it is, in many ways, you know, if it's a marriage, if it's a wedding, yes. if it's a, a you know a twenty first, yes. You know, there's always this big question: well, who gets who gets asked? Well, you see, I think in the first year, I think it's up to the couple to work this out. Absolutely, not really, the family. You know, they really should work it out. And and let you know what they like and what let you know what they would want and what they've agreed. Yes. Otherwise, it's you're making a decision. You're saying, well, I'm inviting you, but I'm not inviting the other one. Yes. So you, you're you being left making the choices. I, I think it's just easier if they do that and and we follow it, if you like, align, yes. align with it a little bit. And all, all you see, the problem with this is if we don't get the, these elements clear, Children end up isolated from aunties, uncles, grandparents. This happens all the time. Yes. And they end up in a small pocket of connections. Yes. So now we're talking about how to how to mind children and make children priority. But children's adjustment suddenly becomes they've lost not just their dad or mum, whoever has Mm -hmm. moved out of the family home. But they have lost grandpa- connection Her with extended family. yeah. aunties and uncles who now no longer call. And very often you find this and then this, the children are now in a they've lost everybody.
0: Yeah. OK, that, happens so all that needs, needs to be managed better. A hundred percent that needs to be managed better. And um, I think as well with the, um, I suppose, for your own mental health and your own um, self-preservation and not being triggered or anything like that like if there is a family event coming up and you think to yourself this is going to be highly stressful and everything just even just being honest and saying to be honest i would love to be there i've always enjoyed time with the other family or whoever they are and but i'm just at the moment working through my own stuff and i may at a later stage wish to join you, but just at the moment i'm just not there yet yeah. And I think that should be fine. But see, the thing in Ireland as well is, and actually, do you need to give a reason? In Ireland, you always seem like you need to give a reason. But like the other side of it is, I'm just saying I'm not available that day, but thank you. Yeah. What is this and thing I, where we always need to give a reason?
1: Yes. And and I know it's difficult, but you see, I think if I may say clinically, of course, we all need time to adjust. Mm-hmm. If you're invited to something, it is very, very difficult. I've friends and people I know at the moment going through this kind of thing. And, um, they find it very, very hard to be in the presence of the person who they have loved yes. for so long. And it's not always full of vitriol. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's often full of, of a soft love that has been let go. And yes. so it can be very, very painful for some people to be in the presence of the other. And mm-hmm. remember the other person maybe then gone into a new relationship and they're all loved up. Hard to look at, hard to deal with, painful. And yes. I think that has to be allowed for, you know, but and I would definitely be hugely considerate. I think we're all considerate of all of that. Yes. But you can put people at other ends of the room mm-hmm. and then it's up to people really to be adults and to yeah. deal with that. Um, the other is it's about being able to go forward, you know, and I, I am mean, not in any way judgmental. I think people know that on these kind of things. But if it's if it's ten years later and you still can't stand in that room with your children, and with others. The problem is yours.
0: Yeah. Well, if it's you, two years, um, Stephanie. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. Like Listen, I've seen it
1: after two, ten, and 20. Yeah. People know. will still say, I won't yeah. stand in the same room as that person. That and is. their children are dealing with that.
0: Yeah, and it's, it is, it's very, well, it's a very difficult for everybody because it's still your children's family and it's still other people's family. You know, it's still you're, you're the sister of somebody, you're the brother of somebody, whatever way it works out. Yeah. I think overall after a breakup, okay, I think there needs to be, yes, you need to be very gentle with yourself, okay. You need to allow yourself to grieve and it's a normal to have those emotions. I think it's important you don't just bury your head in the sand. I think you need to be gentle with yourself. I think you need to kind of, Calm yourself down to, okay, this is the new reality of it. I do think you need to lean on support of friends and family. And I think it's very important that you do that. Um, if there is somebody toxic or if there is a brother-in-law or a sister-in-law or a friend of that is being toxic, mm-hmm. I, I just think just take a step back from that person for a while. okay? Because mm-hmm. the thing is, after a separation or after divorce, the people that are meant to be your friends and stay in your life will. The people that are not supposed to stay in your life and not supposed to be your friends won't. And yes, you have said before that after a breakup there is a loss of friends. But I will oh, yeah. also say this as well, okay? After any big life occasion. So they say on average people will have three big changeovers in their life. Yeah. Okay. So like if you think about it, you would just too- you are in school, then you changed your life completely, went to college, then you changed your life completely, got a new job, and then probably changed your life completely and got married or had a big relationship because you're now immersed, you know, with different people. Okay. Now, I, as somebody that has set up a business, okay, went from always working in the same place and being quite predictable in my working hours and kind of who I was as a person, then launched the business that we have today. And it just kind of took off like a rocket It's the only way I can describe because it did start at that kind of pace. And I was literally went from just having a normal nine to five job to being all over the media and stuff like that, you know, at different stages, depending yes. on what's going on. And so to a certain extent, there is when you make a big change within your life, you no longer fit in people's boxes. And that's the thing. When you were married, you fit in someone's box. Anybody that's single as well will understand this. There's a lot of people in your life that are so used to you being single that when you get a new relationship or get a new partner, it's uncomfortable for some people. And yeah, they, they have probably- to adjust. They were used to being able to call you at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning and you being free because you didn't have kids and you didn't have all these kind of life stress and everything and you go for brunch with them and they could not invite you for the next six weeks and they know when they ring you again, you're free again because you're able to kind of drop at the, you know, at the drop of the hat, you're available. Yes. It's the same as well with relationships, because there's a lot of people that used to come and stay in you and your partner's house when they were going to family occasions. There's a lot of people that used to come and used to look after their kids. There's couples that were also friends of yours, all of those things. Okay. Now, for whatever reason you've broken up, whether it's the other person broke up with you or you broke up with the other person. What I would say is somebody has decided that this relationship is no longer serving them, whether it's from a happiness point of view or we often see this Stephanie with people coming to us for our one-to-one consultations. And they say to us, "Um, I got with my partner when we were very, very young. We're now the kids are coming to whatever secondary school age or college age. So the responsibility of the young kids is is kind of dwindling a little bit. And so they're kind of becoming more conscious of what the future life or their future selves are going to look like. And so therefore, this now may be misaligned because perhaps one person kept in the working life or kept on moving forward. They looked after themselves. They're into their health and fitness. They stayed young within their mindset. They're constantly learning and they're constantly, you know, thriving for the person that they want to become. Perhaps there's someone else within that relationship. That is still has has not progressed doesn't do a bit of personal development perhaps is not into health and fitness perhaps their lives are just no longer aligned and in that case for some whatever reason or it could be abuse or could be anything but for a lot of reasons that relationship is no longer serving them for whatever reason and the person that tends to be breaking up very often can be breaking up for the best interest for everybody in the relationship. The person that's been broken up with maybe just doesn't, doesn't realize that it is actually in their best best interest. You know, someone has to make the decision sometimes, but actually what's happening is that person is leveling up. Mm. It's my perception of it all. Okay. So that person to an extent is like, well, I'm not being true to myself. I'm no longer happy. And for whatever reason, it, you've said it before, you know, People break up mainly because they're deeply unhappy for whatever reason, okay? Yes. And it's extremely difficult to end a relationship, let alone a marriage, let alone a marriage of a significant number of years with all your assets tied in together and all the family. So nobody enters into it like, Do you know what? I've just had enough of this out the door. People have thought about it in advance in the most case. So for a lot of people, they are leveling up. Any time in your life when you are leveling up, you lose people. You lose friends, you lose family members, whatever it is, you change your life in the direction that it's going. So I really would stress to people that you can lose friends, you can lose people, but the people that are supposed to stay in your life are supposed to stay in your life. So I just think it's important to say that because... I think at this stage now, you've made such a big decision and regardless of whether you were broken up with or you're doing the breaking up, okay. I think it's very important to sit down with a piece of paper in a safe environment and when you've had time to think and actually consciously decide what do I want my life to look like? Because very often a lot of those people got into those marriages. Because they didn't think about, is this the right person for me? Is this what I want for my life? You know, do I want to live in this town for the rest of my life? I, I grew up here, whatever it is. So I think yeah, there's a know, lot of automatic. There needs I think to be. What, you're, what you're touching on there, if I may say, is the automatic thing.
1: And I, I just like, can I just pop something in that comes to me? And I often refer people to this. And that is that all relationships need, you know, we talked about the seven year age, but really, you know, there is a need to sort of not renew, but recalibrate relationships yes. throughout yes. life and some people forget to have that in many ways you would say to look at the business end i would be very on that you know what do we need to change because what do we need to do to make our lives more interesting as we go forward yes. now because you know i've never been this age before mm-hmm. my part, my husband has never been this age before what do you do to make life interesting that's a question you need to ask at all these different points in life and and actually all of the time. Now, when kids are young, you don't get yeah. the time to ask it. But my point is you need to recalibrate. So before you do leave. And yeah, I know. And I get that. Before, yeah. when you were talking about that leveling up, I was thinking of this. There's a fantastic book um, called Crazy Times. And it's about this, the unconscious deal we make in relationships and how then every, so every seven years we need... We all yes. have to change because something has to change and if it doesn't change, it tends to break. And okay. I think that's very important because when we when we start out in life and we start out in a relationship, our partner is there is a deal. Yes. You haven't, you don't state it exactly, but there is a deal. You've made a deal. You love this about that person and they love this about you. And this is what's bringing you together because you give me that and I give you Mm. this. And, uh, but, but what happens is later on, you have enough of that now and you don't need it because you been given it seven years ago. Now you don't need it. So you need... A new desire and a new set of desires and a new set of things that make you happy. So Mm -hmm. it's the evolvement of yourself and your
0: life and your relationship. That's what I was just about to say to you, is the recalibration of yourself as well within that relationship. So there's three elements. My I've I've read about this, but my feeling or my vision of uh, of a relationship is three elements. Now obviously there's the family and all that stuff that goes with it, but within the relationship as well, there's three elements to it. To for me, it's me, my partner, and the actual relationship as a whole. Yes. And so I think you need to be looking like that. And if you you study any business, and there's a lot of people out there that come to me that have studied business, there needs to be someone looking into the business and there needs to be someone looking out of the business in order to manage it. Yeah. And so they, you, it's kind of you and the partner, that's you looking in, you know, like you're just being like yourself and in the internal part. But the relationship itself is looking out. What's coming next? Yeah. So like having the conversations about what happens in 10 years time, like not just getting to the kids got their Leaving Cert results today or the youngest got their Leaving Cert results today right now what next like there should be i've had those conversations along the way and i think it's important i also think as well so once you've had that conscious conversation with yourself about how you want your life to look going forward i think it's really important to start as you mean to go on So there's going to be things that are expected of you that have just become part of the norm even within the kids even within the people that drop in and out of your house everything you've now got a completely new start like get excited for it there's a certain level of freedom it doesn't matter how good your relationship is there's a certain level of freedom. Uh, or was when you are now single again so it's up to you to restart that new friendship so there's anybody else that kind of was toxic like let's face it there are things to celebrate for a lot of people they should be delighted for their first christmas they don't have to go and visit their in-laws you know there's all this sort of thing that can be as well a positive so then like resetting the boundaries of all of the people in your life, which I think is fantastic. And and you know the the flip side of that? Because
1: we have both sides listening here. I know you're right. The flip side of that is, and of course I meet a lot of these, are the people also who are mourning that relationship, who who didn't want it to end, who would have liked it to work, who are struggling getting started, who find it very difficult to go out on a date and be fun and fickle and flirty. And who can't find, about it. Yes. can't find that bounce in themselves and feel hurt and rejected. And they are the people more than anybody who needs to listen to this, I think. Yes. And to hear that recalibration and that, as you say, of yourself. And um, I would say to you, give yourself the time to grieve. Yes, you have to have it. But Absolutely. then you've got to move on. Mm. Life is changed. And you can look back for the rest of your life and I see lots and lots of people doing it or you give yourself that time and you accept what has happened in the same way that you have to accept things in life that you cannot control.
0: I think all of those are all mashed in together because there is no day four this, day five that or guess what, you and I would have written it already and we'll give you a day to day. There isn't, okay? There are a lot of people out there contacts. that are more it. There are people that has been shocked and I suppose last week I said, you know, you need to be aware of what's going on in your relationship but there are people that are shocked. There are people that, is, you know, might be listening to this and it has been because of the death. You know, there's a lot of things there. Um, I think self-care is really important at this time. Yeah, so what I would say for a lot of people is, you know, focus on your self-care. For a lot of people, they might be used to to physical touch because there might still be physical touch. So like go for a massage, go for spa days, take this as part of, you know, if you've never had time for that stuff before... Um for me anytime I broke up from a relationship there was definitely something that there was a level of freedom with. So whether it was like i had one ex that he hated if I went away for a night without him even though I'd be going to my friend's house and at the time she had three kids under the age of 5 or 6 believe me it wasn't a holiday you know. Um but you know we we'll get are re- freedoms. That's it there are freedoms. There are things that another ex said I oh, I would never own while we were together. I would never own a little fluffy dog and my little mm-hmm. I all I wanted was a little Shih Tzu, you know? And I remember mm. saying that to my mom and within a week, I think of breaking up with them, lo and behold, my mom had surprised me with a little Shih Tzu puppy and she's like, well, even now if he comes back, at least you have it, you know? Mm. So, um, and he didn't, well, I, he did come back, but he wasn't allowed back. But mm. um, with a bit of clarity happened, but you know, there are certain freedoms that are there. So I think as well, taking a moment to actually reflect on the relationship and actually what you've learned from it, understanding what, what went wrong, Possibly, you know, where they were at fault, where you were at fault. But also stop romanticizing the relationship as well. You know, for a lot of people, they do romanticize it. For a lot of people, and I know it's very difficult, the uncertainty of what life is going to look like and everything. But actually thinking to yourself, well, am I really upset because I miss them? Or am I really upset because I'm now single and I don't know what that looks like? Or am I really upset because I'm lonely? There's like, so just taking those moments of clarity and actually reflecting properly on the relationship. If it's not actually that person that you miss, then guess what? You'll find that again. You know, like there is, there are silver linings. Well, it's a complete grief process. And I think it's worth mentioning that, that
1: if you're having trouble with it, you probably need the help of somebody else just to help you navigate it. You know, you're absolutely right. A little bit of loving and all of that. But sometimes it goes a bit deeper for people. And to be honest, probably most times. I mean, I see I see people who are very well adjusted and have, mm-hmm. have not even left in a horrible, you know, it hasn't even been a vitriolic kind of a separation and they're still yeah. struggling. And that can be your own internal kind of, as you say, thoughts. You may be you may be aligning the yeah. wrong thing with the wrong thing. And yes. it might be worth just revising that a little bit, looking at it and seeing if maybe this is bringing up something in you that you've never managed very well. And now you have an opportunity to change. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's good endings make good beginnings. So you do have to end it well.
0: Absolutely. And I do, I'm an absolute advocate the amount of people I send to you, as you know, for, you know, even a few sessions. And actually, I, I don't ever, I don't ever give you enough credit. The great thing is when I send people to Stephanie, she doesn't draw it out for months. She doesn't leave yeah. them dangling like some therapists do, trying to figure it out in your own. She'll kind of maneuver them into the right direction, which is fantastic. Yes. Well, I quite like that. Now, I And, just, and you know so, what, I think it's brilliant for most of the type of people that listen to this podcast, yes, Stephanie. Because I most just see
1: people, people from for one being, session maybe yes. two and then if you need therapy I kind of send you off to where you can get it.
0: That's it and I love that about you and I actually you know and this is not a go to Stephanie or an advertisement for Stephanie I actually love that about you and the reason being is I'm a busy person myself I don't tend to be coming to 20 sessions with a therapist if I was. You know it's the same then with um, a lot of my clients they're busy people yeah. they want to kind of move on faster so if you can help them absolutely do. It's quite um,
1: interesting if I may say that people who are very business orientated I notice and I kind of have a quite a practical side as well, yes. that uh, I find that they're, they're 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 quick to apply the principles. It's just that they didn't know
0: the principles.
1: Yes, I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes, kind yes. of interesting, and yeah, so,
0: um, yeah, kind of useful in that way. Um, so- I suppose they're also I, see, I am used to outsourcing as well so they're yeah. outsourcing their their expertise so they come to you and they're like just give me the answer so i can implement yeah. it, you know okay
1: i need like i need yeah. more info on this you know and yeah you mentioned at one point there about um you know the marriage looking in and looking out and i thought that was that was really or the relationship very mm-hmm. useful and i always also use the the concept if you like of the team there's there's me you and the team you know yes it's sort of you're either a positive contributor to the whole or you're a negative contributor to the whole, you know, to the whole team. effort. And um, I used to always kind of teach teamwork when I was um, um, a trainer. And uh, and I found I've always brought those sort of concepts with me, you know, Mm -hmm. what are you bringing to the, you know, what do you bring in? How do you influence the mood? How do you, do you come in with good stories or do you come in with moans and give outs? You know, it's kind of interesting how, how you, You affect what's around you. So we impact everyone in the way that we are every day. And um, that's not a blame thing. It's a reality. We have to accept that we play a part in everything and we play a part in our marriage. We play a part in our relationships. It's not always someone else's fault. We play a part too. And we have to own that at the beginning, middle and end of all relationships, in my view.
0: Yeah. And I also think now is a really good time. OK, it's post breakup. And when you do start getting back on your feet and you start thinking to yourself, OK, I'm going to be strong about this. I'm going to go whatever direction I need to and everything. I think it's really good timing there to start building a solid foundation for yourself for the next step in your life. Yeah. So what I would say is. Do start dating again, okay? At a certain stage, you can't don't don't leave it over a year, don't leave it over six months. Cause guess what? The amount of people that come to me 15, 20 years later, don't not go dating because you concentrated on your children. You should be able to concentrate on all of them. now. With sometimes people have very little support, but you have to look after yourself as well you have well. to find a place for you. Yes. And so be really solid then on the where you want to be, what you want. I think it's really important to start doing holidays on your own. I think it's really important to start planning little trips as to what you're going to do. I think it's really important that if you are the parent that has, you know, the children most of the time, if it is in a 50-50 custody for whatever reason, I think it's really important that you would um, start thinking to yourself, okay, well, where is my time? You need to have you, fun time. You need and to and schedule to time. If you have 50-50,
1: which is what you're saying there, and you're, you're yes. talking about self-care, if you're 50-50 and if you agree that your children get equal time, yes. you both have an opportunity to develop, yes. to to mind yourself more, to have a weekend on your own, to go for arranged lunches, go yes. for a walk. Listen, it's, you know, if your relationship wasn't happy and now you're in this new yes. space, you can use that time to build yourself up again. And maybe you do need that time. Build yourself up, do nice things for yourself. Um, it's very hard to have a holiday on your own if you have children, let me tell you. And, yes. But if you're separated for all the right reasons, and you can create some space on your own. And those
0: times can be really good for your self-care, which is what you're saying. For a lot of people actually with the 50-50 custody that actually have way more time on their hands because there's a lot of people out there carrying the burden of a whole family you know that is doing all of the house and all the kids stuff as well as having a job. So it is no harm to see that there are positives. I know it can be very difficult when you break up but start as you mean to go on. Consciously decide your new relationships. Consciously decide you know the level of communication. The type of events you now have to go to or don't have to go to. I know it's very hard when you've been excluded or if you think you've been excluded excluded from things that were previously traditional to your family, but maybe carve out your new things. Don't sit at home, you know, dwelling on that. Maybe go last the weekend or something, you know, embrace it as much as you can and get excited for this new life that you are able to carve out as the new person that you are.
1: And you know, it's going to take a little bravery. It It takes courage. You know, you know what they say, um, you know, you have to take your fear in both your hands, Mm -hmm. go out the front door that's yeah. how you do it you you try something um you you know you just try something new you don't have to spend too much money on it but you'll meet new people people who don't know you in your married way or in your couple way so break new ground find fresh fre- fresh connections and um, you don't have to dump the old ones but you can add to and i always s- you know, say this and advise people to try new things, create new friends, new associations. They don't have to be your best buddy, right? Just new connections, new associations all of the time. It will make you feel solid. It will make you feel steady. It is, as I say, the trellis of your life. The structure that holds you together, your social connections, your Mm -hmm. occupational connections, your sense of purpose, your sense of being valued. All these things in the world are what make us feel great and confident. And then you're in a good place to do a bit of flirting and get back on the, as they say, get some of that feminine you or male you back in gear.
0: Brilliant. Um, if anybody would like to book a, st- a session, a private session myself and Stephanie on Zoom, uh, go to ToughLove.ie. Our sessions are still half price. We decided to extend it. Um, and yeah, if anybody has any questions or would like to share their experience with us, we would love to hear from you. Again, contact us at ToughLove.ie. Thank you again for listening to this podcast, and we wish you a great week. Thank you, Maraid.